Hello, this is Bad Vibes. Welcome back to the channel. If you're new, consider hitting that subscribe button. Today's video is featuring Papa Scare. If you enjoy his narrations, please drop him a sub. His link will be in the pinned comment as well as the description. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. So back in my early 20s, I moved into my first apartment. I quickly got a roommate and my naive ass was so excited to finally be starting in on adult life. Now, there were all sorts of sketchy things going on in the apartment building. From a friendly drug dealer across the hall, the frequently reported domestic violence situation going on upstairs, the fist fights in the parking lot and various other things going on. But the one that I'll always remember was the creepy neighbor down the hall. How this particular building was set up was, all the apartments formed a square around the parking garage that was on the lower level. In the center of the garage there were dumpsters so everyone could just throw away their trash from the balcony outside. It should also be noted that everyone's kitchen windows faced out into the middle so they were right along the walkway. On more than one occasion, creepy neighbor would lean out his kitchen window and watch my roommate and I while we were leaving. We had to walk right past them to get to the stairs, and he would always ask where we were going, giving us creepy compliments, and sometimes coming up with excuses to invite us into his apartment, like saying he ordered too much pizza, or that he had some furniture that he wanted to sell, and we should come look at it. Sometimes, he would just stare intensely and make you want to run past him before he could open up his door or drag you through his window. He also spent a lot of time every day rummaging through the dumpster, now, I have nothing against dumpster diving. Sometimes you do what you need to survive, but doing it in broad daylight in front of all your neighbors whose trash is in said dumpster is just super creepy. Eventually, he was evicted, but refused to leave. He left a barely legible, all caps, handwritten note on his door saying the landlords did not have permission to enter the apartment and hid whenever they would come around. I remember seeing him dash to the door, grabbing one of the many notices they had left, dashing away again to wherever he spent his days. I still don't know how they finally got him out, but I'm pretty sure he continued to search through the dumpsters after that. I got out of there as soon as my lease ended. I hope he got the help he seriously needed, but I'll never forget how scary that guy was to live near. This is mostly my friend's encounter. My best friend and her sister lived down the road from me when we were kids, 13-ish at the time. They were next door neighbors to a normal enough looking family of three, husband, wife, and toddler. We saw a lot more of the husband than we ever did of the wife or child. The husband was actually a bit over-friendly and would stare during the summer at girls coming and going to the pool. One day, he tells my best friend's sister something along the lines of, I know this girl your age that's looking for an online pen pal. Here's her username. She befriended the count for a couple days until it became obvious it wasn't the girl she was told it was. He started sending her what she described as gross articles, basically encouraging underage sex and being with someone way older. She showed her dad and he flipped his lid on their neighbor. That was the end of that. We never saw much of him after that until the day he got arrested, apparently for being in possession of CP. This happened a few years ago and it still creeps me out to think about. 
I moved out of my mom's house and got my own apartment after moving to the States for the first time. It looked like a predominantly safe neighborhood. I'm into true crime, so I'm always overly cautious. Anyway, about a few weeks after I moved in, my apartment on the bottom floor flooded because of the washers in the upstairs apartment had been turned on and no one was there to shut it off. I barely unpacked so I didn't really have anything to catch this water flooding through my ceiling. It was after business hours and the emergency number was just a reroute to the apartment main line that was closed after hours. I was running around knocking on the doors hoping that someone would answer so I could grab a bowl or something to hold the water until I could get a hold of someone in the emergency maintenance. The guy directly across from me finally answered and I frantically explained my situation and asked for a bowl or something. He started to say he didn't have anything until he could literally hear and see the water. He ran back into his place and pulled out a massive plastic storage bin. We rotated on switching out the bins of water until Rainbow showed up to save the day. My living room and kitchen were soaked, but my place was still livable. I told the guy thank you, then was going back until he stopped me and invited me to stay in his place for the night. I told him it wasn't necessary, my place was okay, and he insisted. He claimed he was getting ready to go to work, but he went back into his apartment, grabbed the keys, cleaned off his couch and his bed, and said I could stay there for the night and he'll come in the back door at 3 a.m. He wasn't giving up, so I took the key. Until he left, then I returned his bin and the key and went back to my apartment and avoided this dude like the plague. Red flag one. A couple weeks later, I take out my dog to go potty. I could hear this neighbor's door open and close, so I would try to time it safely to avoid him. Unfortunately, it seemed like he was doing the same to me. As I opened my door, and he happens to be leaving at the same time to try to talk, he stops me and starts talking about my family, if I'm from here, if I have family close. Red flag number two. After about six months of bobbing and weaving this weirdo, I take my dog out before bed to go potty. I would purposely walk around the back in order to avoid walking in front of this guy's apartment window, who now had the blinds open all the time, just to avoid him seeing me. I get out, walk around the back, and just have an eerie feeling that someone's watching me. I look behind me, and I see this guy peering around the corner, just staring at me. He notices me notice him, and goes back, and I hear the door close. I start second guessing if I lock my door. I locked it every time I left. I go back, check my door, and head back out the same way. Take my dog out for 10 minutes, walk home, and I can hear his door and keys as I'm about to approach my door. I hide around the side, waiting him out. I hear his door close, but he doesn't leave. He's just standing there, jiggling his keys. It's cold out and my puppy is freezing. I decide to take my chances and go to my door. As soon as I walk out, he's standing there and says, Oh, sorry about earlier. Thought I saw someone walk by. Keep in mind, I walked in the back purposely to avoid him noticing me. I quickly said okay, went inside my place. It clicked. There's no way he could have known when I took my dog out and came back home unless he was peeping through the peephole and saw me. That was the last straw and red flag flashing in spotlights. I finally emailed management, sending them the complaint and explained everything I just did. Within the next few weeks, the dude moved out without a blink of an eye. I've had many creepy encounters like this, so stay tuned. Just be aware and listen to your gut.
When I was seven, eight years old, we had a neighbor living across the street who would stand outside for a few hours each day. He was in his 80s or so, and would usually just stand at the intersection in front of our house. Well, one day, my mum and I were in the car, and about to reverse out of the driveway when he suddenly appeared at the driver's window. My mum rolled down the window. He asked about the car that we were selling. The creepy part? Only my mum and dad had talked about selling the car. They hadn't posted it up anywhere or talk to others yet about it. So, this put a weird taste in my family's mouth. Fast forward a few months later, and my dad is opening the front window blinds like he did every morning, at around 6 or 7 a.m. At around 6, 7 a.m. He glanced across the street and locked eyes with the same man who was staring directly into our house from his bathroom window. The next day, my dad opens the blinds again, and the man is holding binoculars now, in the same room, and looking into our house. It was so jarring that my parents planted shrubbery in front of the house that was tall enough to block his view. He passed away a few years after that, but who knows how long he was looking into our house for, or listening in closely. I would like to share my latest experience regarding people you would never want to meet again in your life. I live with my fiance in an apartment building on the sixth floor. There are four apartments on each floor. The apartments are split into a bubbled area, two and two, each pair having a bubble together, basically a metal door guarding the two apartments. Now that the layout is out of the way, I'd like to mention the fact that I'm a cat fosterer. I take in stray cats and rehome them. Last week I took my kitty, Leela, to the vet for her deworming procedure. I step out of the elevator and there are roughly 10 steps more to make towards the entrance to our building. This entrance is guarded by a door which is metal on the bottom half and glass on the upper half, with absolutely no other protection. Basically, any drunk or angry person can just smash the window and invite himself in without any problems. So I step outside the elevator and go for the main door when I notice this fairly young man, white hoodie, wearing a black cap and a pair of black sunglasses resting on his head. The most important detail is his right eye was swollen purple, as if he caught a punch right into that eye. This guy is standing in front of the door where I can clearly see his upper body positioned to my direction. I'm thinking to myself, maybe he's looking for his keys or waiting on someone to come out, and that's why he stands there. I open the door and move exactly two steps out. This is the moment where this guy engages in a conversation with me under the form of a request. Do you have a light? I politely answer, sorry but I don't smoke, and try moving away with my errands. By the time I get to make another step, he already grabs the tip of Leela's ear, not hard, not pulling, just playing with it, and with an ice-cold stare, asks me the following. Do you want me to pick up your kitty and smash her into the cement? Do you want me to 
Do you want me to pick up your kitty and smash her to the cement? I am shocked, but mostly furious because I am an animal activist, and I have absolutely no remorse to punch an abuser in the face. I look at him and ask him, what the fuck did you say to me? Hoping that my tone and body language would make him back up and realize what a fucked up thing he said. But no, he is not moved by my reaction. Even repeats his question with a lower voice. I said, do you want me to pick up your kitty and smash her to the cement? I did not expect this. I do not know how to reply to such a question other than with what I did. How could you ask such a question? To which he replied with, Come on, go away. You are distracting me. Distracting him from what exactly? This is my building. He is sneaking around. He approached me and at this point he is scaring me. But I move away fast and get Leela's visit at the vet done. I tell my boyfriend about it and he is clearly mad that I didn't call the police on the guy. But the police in my country are the type of officers that would more likely arrest the person that makes the phone call rather than the one whom they are called to take actions on. Obviously, I was afraid they were classified as a prank call and get into trouble, so I didn't. I decided to move on with my life and erase that experience out of my mind. Leaving aside the nightmares I had after, I thought we were done. Not yet. My boyfriend works in a hospital Therefore, he has day shifts and night shifts. I never had a problem of being alone by myself during the nights, even if the neighborhood is not safe. For my fellow Americans to help better understand, it's like a ghetto neighborhood. We just have a different word for it. I would still sleep well knowing I am safe within my own home. So my man leaves her work, closes our door, closes the metal door, the bubble door I mentioned earlier, and takes the elevator downstairs to exit the building. After 10 minutes, he calls me, and the conversation went something like this. Hey babe, I don't want to scare you, but how exactly did you say the guy looked? Well, black hair, brown eyes, black cap, and a pair of sunglasses. Oh, and he's right. Right eye swollen from a punch? Yes, why? I just met him. He was standing in front of the main door, kicking the door with his feet and slamming the glass with his palms. He was shouting at me to open this fucking door right now. Oh my god, is he there now? Is he trying to get in? Where is he? I called the police the second he started shouting at me to let him in. I wouldn't. I told him to call the intercom or use his key because he said he lives at the 10th floor and couldn't get in. And what happened after you called the cops? He immediately ran away the second he saw me pull my phone out. I gave the officers his descriptions and left for work. Close the door twice, make sure the metal door is locked and turn the key in. Call me the moment you feel something funny. 30 minutes after this conversation ended, my boyfriend calls me back to tell me that the officers called him back to let him know that they found the guy that matched our description but couldn't retain him as he did nothing wrong and let him go. Now you see why we don't call the police for small stuff. Remembering that he said he lives on the 10th floor, I go to the building manager, who is my door-to-door neighbor, and tell her about this experience. I also ask her if there's anyone matching his description that lives in our building. She tells me there is a guy, same age and description, that lives there. A guy that consumes drugs and alcohol, 
whose mother had passed away a while ago, and now he lives there by himself. Lately, we noticed knife marks inside the elevator cabin all over the walls. The lines are horizontal, long and deep, and we take that elevator twice a day at least. There is no way you can't see them. I am beginning to have night terrors and wake up in the middle of the night to sounds at the door. I have the constant fear that someone is playing with a set of keys outside the door and so on. It is consuming me because I had such an experience where the metal door wasn't locked properly and someone got so close to almost breaking into my house if it weren't for my cats smelling the culprit and warning me of an intruder. And now I am obsessed with the thought that maybe this psycho could be my neighbor and possibly these won't be the last times we meet him. The bare thought of him walking around with a knife and scratching walls, him being outside our door, scares me bad. And if it weren't enough, my boyfriend opened up to me with a similar situation one night when he got home from work. He said I was inside sleeping that night and he came home late at around 10-11pm. He said he just got out of the elevator at our floor and the elevator door had just closed when he heard a rustling noise. Like when you wear a winter jacket on a mountain and move your arms around your body. That sound was what he heard. He said that the moment he stopped moving, that noise stopped as well. He remembered feeling as if he got out the moment someone was climbing up the stairs to the next floor. But when he didn't move, that person stopped along with him. So my boyfriend waited and waited and waited, trying to replicate the sound but to no avail. He told me, he waited for maybe 10 minutes until, out of nowhere, right from like the middle area of the first set of stairs, some guy came coming down, not up as he heard the person going, passed by him and went to the lower floors. No words. He couldn't see his face well and only after my boyfriend waited around 10 minutes for something. Obviously now I am scared that someone is stalking us or is scouting the apartments to see who is not home. I can assure you all though, my faithful baseball bat is still with me and I will not hold back from smashing some intruder's head if my home is invaded. So neighbor who has no idea what compassion, manners, boundaries, intimacy and so on are all about, let's not meet again. I promise you won't like it. I lived in Alberta, and when I first moved there, April 2008, until he moved 2010, we had a neighbor who was the bane of our existence. It all started when I was taking the garbage out to the bin. On my way back, I happened to look up and saw, no word of a lie, nine cameras in this man's backyard. He had one above the back door, one on the railing of the back steps, one on the pole by the back steps, one on a receiver for a satellite, one on the back gate, three on his fence, and one in the upstairs window. Now the amount kind of creeped me out, but what really creeped me out was that five out of the nine cameras were pointed at my backyard. Oh, did I forget to mention? I have three young children. Well, I pointed this out to my husband, and he called the landlord right away, who then called the cops, and they all went there and told him to remove the cameras that were facing my yard. Then the trouble really started. He killed two of my cats, threw a dead skunk in my backyard, yelled at my kids for playing, and threatened to kill one of the cats in front of my kids. 
then had the audacity to call the cops on my husband for yelling at him. Not long after, the cops came to our house and put a verbal peace bond on us. I was sleeping on the couch due to having a broken arm. I turned off the light and settled in, waiting for the Advil to kick in. When I look out my living room window, and who should I see there? My creeper of a neighbor. I screamed, and Morgan came running downstairs. By this time, my neighbor had already ran back to his place. He finally moved out in 2010, when he realized that you couldn't get rid of us. And shortly after, we had a fire in our townhouse, and had to move into his old unit. We found out why he had all his cameras. We were moving some stuff downstairs and saw he had built a room. He had a growing operation for marijuana in his basement that no one knew about. I now live on an anchorage and I'm happy not to be there anymore. 